Welcome to the Custom Made Podcast. My name is Kelly and I am obsessed with having vulnerable and unfiltered conversations that make us all feel okay to be a little unpolished and perfectly imperfect. As a busy working mom, I am on a journey to figure out how to find the best balance between career and family life, all while still trying to take care of me. Join me as I take you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and personal growth. We are here to have authentic conversations with thought leaders, industry experts, and everyday real heroes to share insight and stories on navigating real life challenges. There will be no sugarcoating and lots of laughs. We are here to get down and dirty on all things so you can feel seen and a little less alone. Like custom-made clothes, you are one of a kind and need to create the perfect fit to be unapologetically you. So let's get custom-made. All right, everyone, I am extremely excited about my guest today. Well, let's just start here. She has been a friend for so many years, I wanna say over 20, 25. I've known her since I was a teenager and always loved her energy. Her name is Miss Nicole Maiden. Nicole is a PR expert, okay? Not only the most gorgeous, authentic soul and human I have ever met, and a wonderful friend. She is a PR media expert, has been in the biz for 20, over 23 years now, um, helping her clients get all of that press. Her clients have been on Good Morning America, The Today Show, and Forbes, Women's Wear Daily, Oprah Magazine, the list goes on and on and on. And so basically, she is this expert who helps her clients get the best press, right? And over these 23 years, she's perfected how to do this. And now she's here to help both small and medium businesses feel worthy of press. And this has been a new journey for Nicole as we have kept in touch over the years. Not only was she doing that full time and I got to follow her journey, but now she is doing like one-on-one mentoring, coaching to really help these businesses understand that they are worthy of press. And finally, I'm so excited because Nicole has a book out. I have been waiting for this forever. It's called You Are Worthy of Press. And it's, again, all about what we just talked about. You could find it. I'm going to put it in the notes, the link to buy it on Amazon. But she's going to talk all about how to help you with your business get that press that you are worthy of. So, Nicole, thank you so much for hopping on. I adore you. And I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. What an intro. I want to do this every day with you. (laughs) I feel like I can't even do you justice. I mean, I've watched you over the years, just grow and grow so much success. And then really personally and professionally, like through your journey, through moving to Arizona, through your divorce, um, really finding where your niche is and how you can give back and help people with your very authentic self. It's been so cool to watch. Thank you. First of all, I just want to take a minute and honor you because um, you were always one of my favorite souls in high school. And I remember just so intuitively early on knowing this woman is destined for such great things. And equally, it's been such an honor to watch you shine as a leader. Um, You are so loved as you were then. And I'm just so proud of you. So Thank you for doing this for all the people that need to hear these messages. Um, And I'm so happy to just watch you shine your authentic light too. 
Oh, gosh, I have chills. Thank you. You know, I, I just interviewed Adriana Costa a bit ago, who we also went to high school with. And I feel um, it's very rare to keep in touch with people that you went to high school with. I think we were kind of defining women supporting women before it became a thing. We were just natural supporters of each other. And and always, I think we were very lucky in high school. And I actually talk about this a little bit in the book, um, just yeah. how great my high school experience was. I know not everyone is fortunate enough to have that. And I feel very blessed to have a lot of those memories, which are very nostalgic for me. But we really had a dynamite group of people around us. And it's beautiful to watch where everybody's at and kind of always ends up where they need to be. And even in the messy seasons, you know, like you said, just watching everybody kind of work through them is is beautiful to watch yeah and support one another still to this day well okay let's get into it so your book is really about you know making people feel worthy finding their worth um in terms of their business and press excuse me with press but in a nutshell i know you and i have had our own journeys with finding our worth and feeling unworthy, um, me most recently going through my divorce and, and you having gone through things. And so I want to understand from you, like, what are some of those seasons throughout your life where you felt unworthy and why did you feel unworthy? Yeah, it's such an important topic. And I'm so grateful we're having this conversation. I just turned 44. And, you know, I think when you grow up, you think about when we're in high school, you think of women, especially at 44, like I had such a different vision for where I'd be at this phase of my life. Right. I think we come from the generation that, you know, I, I grew up always believing like I'd be married with my dream home and my children by the time I was 30. And if I didn't hit that criteria, all of a sudden something was wrong with me or I have somehow failed at life. And my journey has has looked very different, you know, than a lot of people that we grew up with. Um, I very much dove into my career um, early on. I interned through college. I had great opportunities right out of college, all in PR. Like you said, I've been doing this for 23 years. And I personally just put all my heart and soul into climbing that corporate ladder, which I think a lot of us did. Um, and, you know, um, no regrets. I, I think that is also part of the wisdom now that we get to bestow down to so many other women and, and men is that um, I personally know that we come from a generation of people who were using a lot of external things to define our worth. Um, and But we didn't know any differently. We didn't have the tools. We weren't having conversations when we were growing up about mental health. And when people asked you how you were, they were asking to be polite. They weren't genuinely really wanting to know how you are. <laughs> and, and we didn't have these type of conversations. Nobody was asking me, you know, about mental health and, and can they hold space for me when I was going through difficult times. So I think we are a, a group of women who are absolute warriors and fighters and not that we need to wear that on our arms um or or you know have it be like a you know a, a, a um a shield if you will but we were we just rolled up our sleeves we we got into work and we were doing all the things that i think we thought we were supposed to do and we did them great and we've had i i mean we've all had so many amazing opportunities and experiences i wouldn't trade any of it but i know for me I was so focused on being that independent corporate career woman 
um, that when I finally did fall in love um, in my early 30s and, and find the person that I thought I was going to do life with, I was so dysregulated in my own nervous system and, and operating systematically as a body in chaotic energy because everything was just swirling. And so I made a choice to partner with someone in life who I was truly disaligned with and, and he, and vice versa. Um, but I think that I had succumbed to the pressure of being a woman who was in her early thirties, you know, oh my gosh, this is my person. It's the time. This is the next step. And so I found myself in a marriage that after six months, um, I am so proud to say I did have the bravery to walk away from. Um, and it was not easy because I could have stayed. I could have very easily stayed. It was the first time in my whole life I actually felt like I truly got an intuitive ping from the universe to listen to the belly reaction that I was having. My gut was telling me, you have a window now to step away. You can stay and you're going to be really, really miserable. <laughs> or you can leave and you can literally start over. And I remember sitting with myself just thinking, oh my gosh, when we talk about worth, you know, I had been this person that I felt like for so long had always made the right decisions. I had made the thoughtful decisions. Everything was rational. Everything had purpose. And here I choose this person to do life with and it ends up not working out. And so that did a number on me mentally, as I believe it does for anybody that is faced with these major life decisions. What does this reflect back to me? Is this taking my worth away now? What work do I need to do? How did I get here? Is this beautiful clarity, right? There were so many positives or so many negatives. It was just a swirl of emotions. And I think through that, I really, that was the catalyst for me personally to start my spiritual journey, which I've been on now for over 10 years. Um, it was the first time in my life that I actually took a step back and I left town for three months to actually just ask myself, Nicole, what do you want? Nicole, what is going to make your soul happy? And if this doesn't look the way family, friends, and society needs it to look, are you okay with that? And who are you without this made up timeline or all this pressure? And so it forced me to do so much work on my identity, right? Who, who am I in this world if I'm not that person that I think I'm supposed to be? And, um, you know, I think ultimately on the other side of this now, the divorce was the catalyst. I think from the outside, people would have met me up until that point and thought, wow, she's really confident. She's had this great career. She's had this great life. She's had a beautiful blessings, right? But I think we all know as we're doing our soul work that our soul will always tell us. And it's really just about, are we paying attention to the authenticity of what we really desire. And the truth is, I thought I was ready for the marriage. And I thought that's all what I wanted at that moment. And I do want those things, but I was disaligned. And so I ended up in a disaligned partnership. And I think the 
best lesson that I've taken from the whole thing now, 10 years later, is that I never had grace for myself because I made a mistake. I, 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 I chose somebody that I shouldn't have married, but that doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. It doesn't mean I'm not worthy of things. I, I, I did. I, I chose wrong, but we're going to choose wrong in life. We are going to choose wrong a lot of times, whether it's with work or personal. And so, you know, not having grace for myself more at that age is something that I do regret. Um, it's something that I, I, I very much speak about a lot more now because we're all going to make mistakes and it is okay. It's just about not staying in that and figuring out, okay, if I'm choosing to walk away from this now, what do I want to do differently next time? Or how do I need things to feel so that I feel fulfilled, right? And so we take that pressure off, we give ourselves grace and know that life is ebb and flow. There's going to be all sorts of, um, you know, wins and there are going to be some messy mistakes, but but it is okay. We're having human experiences and we're not going to get everything right. And anybody who's out there telling everybody they've got it all figured out doesn't. <laughs> Gosh, and no, it's all part of the journey. Well, I don't think I ever got the full story. So this was you giving me the tea also. And I think, you know, however many years later, you speaking about it is such a different vibe than probably 10 years ago and all the things you go through. And But more importantly, getting the guts to leave a marriage, you know, I don't care if it's six months or 16 years, it is so hard to make that decision and do it and take that risk. So right there, that's discovering your self-worth. Um, and I think for people who really are having trouble making a daring decision like that because of fear or change or, you know, oh, I can't leave this job or I can't leave this marriage and it feels so hard, whatever it might be like, what were some of the things you leaned into, the tools you used? It sounds like spirituality and your discovery of that really helped you, that faith and, and the universe and, and all the things. But like, was there anything else that gave you in these moments of time where you had a hard change, like leaving your marriage, that helped you get there? Yeah, you know... As I've been writing this book, because it's it's kind of in two parts. So the first part is very personal. It takes people through a lot of what we've just talked about, like finding worth in my own journey, even since when I was a little girl, right? And and then turning it into how am I helping people now that I've discovered my own worth and my own value in the work they do? Because ultimately I'm here to be a catalyst to help people shine their light and share their messages. And I believe we are all worthy of these opportunities, but life is going to give us certain moments where we're going to question our worth. And so how do we come back to that center? How do we come back to the heart and know that God has put us here for a reason? We are all on different missions. We all have different intentions and purposes in this life. And I think a lot of the worth comes from also realizing and recognizing on a soul level that we're all here for different things. It's very easy to watch everyone else around us and look and go, oh my gosh, they have it all figured out, or I want that, or I want this, instead of stepping back and going, oh my gosh, how can I celebrate and honor all these beautiful things that are happening for all these amazing people around me while equally honoring that 
I'm also here for my own things to experience. And while they might look different, one's not right or wrong, right? Um, it, it's very easy to get caught up in all this. When I went through the divorce 10 years ago, we didn't have Instagram, we, or maybe Instagram was just coming out, but we social media was not in um, the vein it is now. And so it was easy for me, I think, to shut down and create better boundaries, right? Less phone time. I really went into learning about spirituality, um, that's the first time I really understood what a boundary was. I mean, I can say that at 44 years old, I just really started to understand what it was to say no and not feel guilty about it just about 10 years ago, which is crazy. Oh, um, girl, I just learned that like a year ago. <laughs> and, and of course, we sit here and go, oh my gosh, this is such a really elementary, easy concept. But at the same time, how were we not having these conversations or 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 opening ourselves to to this information it wasn't really available in the way it is now right so thank god that these conversations and 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 vulnerability and wearing your heart on your sleeve and just speaking your authentic truth is celebrated now thank god <laughs> there's just no other way to be you know it was a very embarrassing time um obviously nobody wants to go through something like that publicly we had been together for several years. Obviously, the marriage was short-lived. But what I touch on in the book is that if I look back on my life and I, I look back from when I was a little girl, you know, even when I started at our high school, I didn't know anybody when I got there because I came from a different neighborhood. And there were so many times throughout my life, starting high school, not knowing anybody, going through the divorce leaving LA on a soul level and deciding I wanted to be in a new environment and coming to Arizona seven years ago and not knowing anybody here, there is traction. I have enough evidence in my life to show myself that when I can get uncomfortable and be brave, there's so much positivity on the other side. And so, yeah, is it fearful to start at a brand new school or yes, go through divorce or make that decision or land yourself in a brand new city where you literally know no one and have to start a whole new life over. These are terrifying situations. But I think, again, when I go back to the gut and to our souls, we know innately that we're meant for more. And I knew when I left that marriage that God had my back because I knew that I was meant for an entire life I hadn't even tapped into yet. Wow. And had I not stepped away from that marriage, I would never have moved here seven years ago to Arizona. I have built a beautiful new life here. I have been able to step more into my purpose. I've been able to serve and help thousands of small business owners and help them get you know, their moment in the light. And none of that happens had I not made that one decision. And furthermore, it's actually been more about that decision being the catalyst for me to fall in love with Nicole. Oh gosh, I love that. Self-love is equals worthiness equals all the things. So a couple things I just wanted to chime in and comment on. I think I posted recent, just yesterday or something, uh, gut feelings are guardian angels. Yeah. So you said it like your faith, your connection, listen to those gut feelings. That is your guardian angel. We often ignore our intuition, our intuitive self. And 
you don't have to go crazy and spiral on it and obsessive, but it definitely is coming up for a reason. And so whether it's in your gut or your heart or something, it's really important to listen to those. I think another thing you said um, is the shame around failure. And I think the best things come out of failure. Look what happened for you. If you didn't leave that marriage, you wouldn't have moved to Arizona and created this whole life and this career path for yourself. Um, you know, failure equals opportunity and we have to be okay with failing and wrap our head around that and grieving it, of course, and all the things and working through it. You had, because social media wasn't a distraction, it sounds like you really were forced to heal, feel it and heal it. And a lot of people today don't do the grieving, don't do the healing because they have so many distractions. Um, and so I think that if you never really feel it and heal it, it's hard to see those great outcomes after that so-called failure or thing that that challenge that felt really yucky and killed your self-worth or self-love possibly. Um, but I, I do feel like out of failures and challenges come what's really meant to be for you. And you have to trust that the universe has a plan, right? 5,000%. I think that people are failing in areas of life every day. I think what you're seeing right now, though, is this beautiful movement where a lot of us are um, failing publicly and proudly because I think that, you know, when you go through circumstances in life and you have a beautiful opportunity to share what you learned through it, which is what we see a lot of now, you know, online, which I love, um, you're helping people. And to me, when we talk about purpose, which, you know, is another big hot topic, everyone wants to find their purpose. The reality is the purpose is your soul. It's who you are. It's not what you do for a living. It's not, it, it's not anything other than you, you, you are the purpose. And so, of course, we're going to go through things that aren't going to all be highs. We're going to have lows and we're going to make decisions. We get feedback, though, from the decisions that don't work out. We get clarity. We get data. We understand, OK, this didn't work out here. I'm so proud of myself. I went for it. I tried it. You know what? That didn't feel good. I'm going to now go this way. I think the best thing we can give ourselves is clarity. And you really only get that through making decisions and waiting to see what the outcome will be. Obviously in hindsight, you know, when I look at my life, you know, having, having a divorce, you know, I, I don't know, is it, is it, is it good or bad? I don't even know what it means anymore because I feel like so many people have gone through it, which is heartbreaking in itself. But at the same time, I also feel like when we talk about worth, I'm not going to be defined by that divorce. And, and nor should anybody. I am a human being who is, you know, doing soul work every day, showing up, being my authentic self, treating people kindly. And yes, I did get a divorce, but in the grand scheme of my life, I doubt that'll end up being the top three to five things that people remember me by. <laughs> exactly. And do you feel like that law of attract, like I would think that people who are listening and have a hard time with confidence or finding their worth or self-love and are looking for those tips, like this is easier said than done, you know, and, and how did you get there? And, and we're giving them the tools. It's like, like the not 
not avoiding what you have to go through, failing, accepting yeah. these things. Like how, how do you get to the other side? It feels yeah. so hard sometimes. And it's just like those, all these tips that you're giving people right now of, you know, really finding your purpose. It's, it's a lot of work and you have to be willing to do it or else, honestly, you're going to keep scooting through life with the same kind of patterns, right? Well, I thank you for saying that. I just got chills because I feel like we're supposed to talk about that. So here, here's the, here's the, here's the, uh, I don't know, scrappy and dirty. The last ten years for me. So the divorce was ten years ago. I it was at thirty four. I've just turned forty four. These ten years for me have been really difficult in a lot of ways. And it doesn't mean that I don't feel that I'm worthy, but I'm being honest about what's gone on the 10 years, because to your point, this has taken me a decade of work to get to back being kind of where I'm at now in this really grounded um, place. It started with the divorce. I, within a few years after, moved out of Los Angeles, the only place I knew it's where my identity was. I didn't even know who I was. Now I wasn't married. I wasn't going to be a mom. I am now leaving the city to go start a whole new life. I come to Arizona. I build a new rapport here with everybody. I build a business from scratch. I build a new network. And two years after being here, I had the rug pulled out from under me. And you know, my father passed away suddenly. And so I was coming up and then it was another crash. And so then, you know, I started to do healing work from all of that pain. And then two years later, we go into a global pandemic and I had to shut my business down that I had just spent years building. The last 10 years for me have literally been a roller coaster. My nervous system was shot. I was doing so much work behind the scenes with energy workers and spiritual advisors and journaling and meditating and, and having very heavy conversations to work through all this. But the thing is, I was doing the work because you cannot just scoot over life happening. You cannot just scoot over death, losing a business, you know, during a pandemic and then being isolated. And we were all in such disarray then. And then coming out of that, I had to rebuild again and get the business back off the ground. So, you know, we're two years kind of past that point now. I, I've i been doing 10 years of work to get to kind of where I'm at now. And it's not to say that it's gonna look like that for everyone. I personally just had, we had a lot happen in our family. It was like a domino um, for, for a couple of years. And when you go through a lot of those things at once, one, it's incredibly humbling um, <laughs> because you, you really just, I always felt like I understood my priorities, but I certainly understand them now. And so I, I understand when we talk about worth and purpose and all these things that there's such a bigger play here for all of us and stepping out of all of the, what is this, what are these people going to think of me now? Cause I'm stepping away from my husband and what is this person going to think? Cause I'm moving to a new city. I used to expunge so much energy worrying about all these things that just don't matter. And now I think that this happiness and this groundingness has just come from a place of being at such peace, knowing my internal compass that you referenced just a little bit ago, my gut is telling me every day, 
I don't need to worry about all those things. I just need to keep doing what feels good to me. And when I get that tug or a signal that something's wrong, I go the other way now. And I don't even question it because I know that God is always pushing me where I need to be. Yeah, you have, you're being your authentic self. You're true to yourself. This is what's going to allow you to be your best self um, and really being comfortable with that. Therefore, you need to love yourself and embrace yourself. And that's the biggest thing. And that drives me to kind of the the last thing I want to talk about. Um, you talked about you should not be your profession. You should be your purpose. And I am guilty of this. Obviously, running the you know largest fashion trade shows in the U.S. and I feel over the years I've done, you know, uh, kind of a poor job in some ways defining my profession and my purpose. I've really been about my profession. Um, And I just said it, I run the largest, you know, that's not what I should say I do. I should say that I am a leader of people because that's really my purpose. I love to lead and help and mentor. I love to learn from others. That's what I really do on a daily basis. And that's my purpose. But when I explain myself, even on this podcast intro, I'm like, I'm a C-level executive that... How the heck do people discover their purpose? I still challenge, even though I'm confident and I love myself and I know myself, it's hard to just write that on paper. Kelly, what is your purpose? How do you find your purpose and really detach it from your profession or your marriage or your children or whatever, how the world sees you? So first of all, I want to honor something that you just said. You are a C-level badass woman in this world doing amazing things. And I don't want you to ever take that lightly. You were also put in that role for a reason because you are a leader and you are an amazing leader. I've seen you up close and personal. I've seen how you interact with your team. I have seen the adoration your team has for you. And that, my friend, was what I saw early on in high school. That is your purpose. You are meant to be in this world doing exactly what you said. You are a natural. God, I just had like an epiphany. First of all, thank you. I just had an epiphany as you're saying this. I was president of my class every year and I was student body president for the my senior year. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, I did my eighth grade graduation speech. If you think back, my purpose was always yes. to lead and inspire and... I never really thought about how that was always the purpose, even from such a young age. Also, I'm weeding myself off my effects, sir, and I'm going to start crying. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm crying because uh, this is why I'm writing this book, because I had to go back and look at the dots connect for myself and go, you know what, Nicole, you don't need anyone else to tell you who you are. You know exactly who you are because you've always been this person. And it's the same for you since the moment I met you. You have been this person. And you know what, love? It is amazing that you stepped into this role and that you've had this amazing career. But here's the best part. You, your soul, you do not need that to define who you are because you already know. That's what I want so many women to understand, especially after they go through these major life you know, moments, whether it's divorce, moving to a new city, deciding to start a business, just betting on themselves. If you look back to the, the skill sets and the gifts that you innately have that God has given you since you are a little person, 
Wow. See what you're here for. And whether that is in a corporate role or not, it's okay. There's no right or wrong, but you know, you know that it doesn't just stop there is really what I'm getting at is that we had these jobs. And I think for a lot of us, they did define us. I mean, look, I couldn't walk into a room for two decades unless someone was like, oh, there's Nicole Maiden, the PR girl. This became my identity. And, and it's not something I'm proud of. It's just that that's how the world works, right? Like you said, when people ask who you are, they want to know right away what you do for work. Why are we not leading with who we are? Why are we always leading with work? Because that's just kind of how things have been. But I'm fascinated now to see so many women having breakthroughs Kind of like you just did where you I, that was a full-blown therapy session breakthrough with you just <laughs> so i think really to discover your purpose and put it on like to think about it it's like looking at like what you're good at what you're passionate about what you love what makes you unique to yourself was shine taking away the labels of i'm a wife i'm a mom i'm divorced i am a customer service rep i work at target like removing all you're of that right. looking in right you are the purpose, you are the nucleus, you are the niche, you are you are all the things. It's just all about you, it's your soul. Wow. And I think had I not gone through the last 10 years, I would not understand that because it just took so much for me to unlearn and unlayer so many should do this, should go this way, should do that to sit with like, wait a minute, I've always been this way. I've been putting people together my whole life. Of course I do this work for a living. It's not the only thing I'm gonna do in this lifetime, but it makes sense because it's my soul. It's who- You're I'm a connector of people and you've always been, so, look at you're my biggest cheerleader. Your job is to help with people's uh, companies to get press, you're their cheerleader. Like you've always been a cheerleader. And I went to high school. Well, I was on Pep Squad. <laughs> you're always rooting women on and always advocating for us and connecting people. Gosh, this is so cool. And I think thinking about a lot of women I know right now who don't, you know, have a profession, they're mothers, stay at home moms, they don't have a career, and they're so hard on themselves. Like, now that maybe their kids are getting older, they're like, who am I? I don't work. At least you work and you have this career. Like I have nothing to start over. And I just like want to say to all those women, give yourself some grace. Like your yeah. job raising your children and being a stay-at-home mom was 80 times harder than my job, I think. I could have never done it. It was the least selfish thing a person could do is just make your life about your kids for those years. Yeah. Finding their purpose once their children get older has been a real struggle. And I think that could be a whole other episode of like rediscovering yourself after your kids are grown. You have given up your profession. You put everything in your kids and redefining what is your purpose and what makes you you and how can you now start focusing on yourself? Sorry, that's a whole ta tangent, another episode. But it's, like, so, it's so important. Yeah, it's so important. I think the biggest, one of the biggest lessons I think for all of us in all of this, all of the things is that we're swirled around information all day and, and we're told, you know, here's what things need to look like or here's the route you should go. And, and even for a lot of these women, when they're at a point where, you know, their kids are grown, what am I, going to do 
it just doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be so finite, right? Like black and white. Yeah. One of the things that I've discovered in the last few years through a lot of extra healing work was that we're actually here for more than one thing, right? I think so many people think, oh, if I, you know, my kids are grown, if I go do this job, that's the end all be all. Or if I'm in this line of work, I know that I have other things to do. I've now just put myself in a position where I'm an author. I want to start expressing myself in other ways, right? I want to be able to help people on a grander scale, which means I need to get away from sitting behind a computer and get back out in the world. So we're, our purpose is, is multi-layered, right? And also evolving. Yeah. And, and, and what, you know, I, so I think the generation we grew up in though was for most people, you graduated college and you got a job and you did that one job until you retired. Well, now we're in a time where things are very different. And I think for a lot of us who are doing the work and who are open also to surprise and delights of the universe, you allow for that discovery. Maybe for these few X decades, you were in this one role, but maybe now you're realizing that your heart's pulling you actually over here and you've got more work to do to help people in this way. And so not putting this box on ourselves of like, oh my gosh, here's my purpose. This is it for my life. Releasing that and just saying, you know what? I'm going to keep doing the things that bring me joy. Like you said, what am I passionate about? What do I love? And just keep showing up and being you and, and the universe will help you sort that out. It, we have enough evidence of that, right? Oh, yes. You just got to have faith and be positive and just believe in yourself. This has been incredible. I feel like <laughs> I have a lot of breakthroughs. I don't know about you, but you are so talented, my friend. Like I just the way you all the things um, I know. And you've done the work, so you can. I think... Most I, people are- I say real quick on that note for anyone listening, I have, I've spent a lot of energy, hours and time and money the last 10 years to do a lot of work because I needed help. I knew I couldn't do all this by myself. I needed help. I surrounded myself with great people and I'm very grateful for that. But I will always say, and one thing that one healer said to me that sticks with me always is that we're never healed fully and that we really have to just keep doing the work every day and be gentle with ourselves because the work never stops. And so you don't hit this finish line where all of a sudden you can check off the list. I'm healed, right? It, it doesn't work that way. This is a life journey, right? And so giving ourselves that grace and knowing that every day we're just doing the best we can with the tools we have. And that is more than enough. I mean, just to be self-aware enough to do the work. So many people just don't and they, they avoid it and look where it gets them. Um, I have loved this conversation before we go, I ask everybody, and I was going to ask at the beginning, but I was so obsessed with talking about you and how much I love you that I forgot. So I'm going to do it now. Um, as you know, I love fashion and I have to know two things from you. One, what is your favorite fashion trend happening right now? And two, what are you wearing? Don't be mad at me. Let's I'm start not. with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, you are my fashionista friend, so I should be asking you. But um, I am wearing my color of my rebirth, green. I love the freshness of it. It's a silk top from Zara. I think it was like 44 bucks. <laughs> I love Zara. I can't. Um, I, I love their stuff. And, um, you know, when we talk about trends, it's funny. I wasn't 
gonna say one for kind of right now, but I loved this because I actually am enamored with old Hollywood. And I love anything that is like an old Hollywood, very sophisticated kind of vibe. And I felt like this neckline was a little. Yeah, and like the silk drapey, yeah. jewel tone, the whole thing. And your gold Hollywood flair here. Your gold accessories. And I love old, like, I just, I'm very reminiscent of like old Hollywood days and all that nostalgia. Um, and your nails look fabulous, by oh, the way. Thank you. Well, I tried to pull it together for you. <laughs> you look, uh, phenomenal as always. Well, thank you so much. So I want everybody to know where they could find your beautiful soul. Um, I know you've helped so many companies with feeling worthy, how to get press and really just enhance what they're already doing. But tell me a little bit about how people could find you and I'll make sure to put all these links in the show notes as well. You're amazing. So I am very active on Instagram. You can find me at Nicole Maiden. Fair warning. It is a very vulnerable page for me. I share a lot about the journey in life. Everything is very authentic and real, both about business and personal. Um, and um, the yeah, you can find pretty much me there anytime. And also um, anybody can DM me. I'm very responsive and I will get back to you. If you're a small business owner and you need some help, um, I think that this, uh, with press in particular, I think the book will be kind of a how-to guide to show you how to really dominate the local market that you live in and where you're based so people know about you first there. Um, and it teaches you literally step-by-step -step how to do all of that. And the book is You Are Worthy of Press, and we'll make sure to link it out so you can get it on Amazon. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and sharing all you. Good so proud of you. Your your high school self and my high school self would be so <laughs> proud. <laughs> Look at us now. All right. I love you. Mwah. Thank you. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this episode. You invested in yourself. I am so happy you are here. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss another episode in Epic Conversation. And if you want to stay up to date on all things the Custom Made Podcast, make sure to subscribe, follow us on social, and you can always check out my website, kellyhelfman.com and click on the podcast. I'll see you next week.